What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. As you can see, we playing uh, co-host Hot Potato. You know, I held it down a couple of weeks ago. Then it was me and Jacqueline last week. Now the boys got it. It's me and Carter this week. Carter, what's going on, bro? How you living, man? I'm feeling good, man. Happy to be back. I missed last episode. Um, so I appreciate y'all holding it down without, without a brother. But I'm coming with the energy today. I'm going to remind the people why they really listen to the show. So let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be Carter if he didn't come with the confidence. 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 Okay. Confidence. Got to love it. Got to love it. But nah, man. Um, you know, so we are in April as of this recording. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the boy. You know what I'm saying? Another year wiser. You know what I'm saying? In the game. So uh, Carter uh, convinced me to go ahead and pull the trigger on a, on a birthday giveaway so I can so I can help y'all right on my birthday I can give y'all a gift and right. so hopefully Stop y'all being selfish on your birthday bro exactly so hopefully y'all took advantage of that man it's a crazy bundle um I'm sure by the time you listen to this unfortunately it will no longer be live but if somehow there's some arbitrary link out there and you found it kudos to you because the bundle was fire but um but anyway man Carter what you decided the topic for today so what are we talking about today on the Melanin Money show yeah, man. So uh, this tweet, uh, well, it was more of a reel went out with uh, Morgan Freeman, man. And he was talking to someone about, uh, I guess he was he was he was asked the question that does racism still have a lot to do with the wealth gap? Mm-hmm. And like, he's, he didn't hesitate at all. His immediate answer was no. Like he cut him. Like, no, no, it has nothing to do. And he was just so adamant about um you know, in this day and age, in 2022, that racism is no longer a uh, factor in, in in the wealth gap. But he was, his argument was like, "Look at me, look at other people. Like, uh, we can do it. Other people can do it too." So I, I figured, um, you know, it was it was a great topic, and we posted it on the Melanin Money page. We got a lot of comments about it. So I figured, uh, why not do a podcast episode about about it, giving the people our opinion on. On, on on this topic, which I think is controversial, but I also think it's just real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so the first thing I want to say on this topic is like. I think, you know, black people do have to give themselves a little a level of grace because the analogy I always like to use is like, imagine being an, on, running a mile on a track. And I think if on a standard track, it's what four laps around the, around the track, right? So in this example, every lap would be a hundred years, right? So imagine someone having three or almost dang, dang near four laps up on you and you still find a way to still even be in the race, right? And actually beating some people along the race, right? And that's kind of the equivalent of what racism, you know, is slash was in our country. You know, they had a 400 year head start. And so I know there's so many things that feel like we should be doing different. We should be further along. And to a degree, you know, I agree with some of those sentiments, but like, give yourself a pat on the back. Like there should be no reason. I mean, no disrespect to my, you know, Caucasian counterparts, but there should be no reason why we're beating any of y'all. Like, how do you a 400 year head start? You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm, and I laughed, you know what I'm saying? That make no you, sense. You, you feel my breath on your ear, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's so, so, so 
the preface is, you know, give, give yourself some grace, give yourself some credit. Obviously, there's plenty of things we could do to improve and continue to level up, but we've come a long way. First thing. Now, Carter, I think the first point you wanted to address was, you know, giving some context to back in the day racism versus today racism. So what were your kind of your thoughts um, on that point? Yeah. So, again, I think we, you know, to give context as an argument is, you know, is, is very, is very needed and is vital because, you know, even, you know, 50 or 60 years ago in the 1950s, racism was a lot different than it was now. Like not using the same bathrooms, can't work at the same job, you know, like, you know, lack of opportunities. And I think that it's a lot different now. Racism still exists, don't get me wrong, but it's not as in your face as it used to be. It's not, as, we don't have logos outside of stores that you can't come in here, right? Um, so it's definitely very over the years. So I wanted to make sure that people knew that, you know, the question is not, did racism have a play in it? It's that today, year 2022, with decentralized media, decentralized currency, all these new attributes that we have in the world today, does the wealth gap still I'm sorry, does racism still have a huge play on the wealth gap today, right? So I want to give that context because, again, when my parents were alive, they had a way uh, harder uphill battle than, than we have today, right? But there's still racism. But um, in my opinion, I don't think it's bad as it used to be. So I want to give that context, let people know that because, again, I think I think the episode is going to have a lot of comments about yay or nay. I want to give people like the context that we're talking about today in 2022. How much does racism play uh, in the in the wealth gap, and I can start with my opinion, and then you can you can chime in. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yep. So here's my thing, right? So the, my short answer is yes, but how much is the is the question I'm asking, right? Like yes. Racism mm-hmm. is still prevalent today. We still see it every day, right? But how much does it play in the wealth gap today? And me, the person that I am, the person that came from South Chicago, lost both his parents. Um, and still was able to kind of make something of himself. I have low tolerance for excuses. I have, I'm very, very um, empathetic, but one quote I live by is life is not about what happens to you. It's about, you know, how you respond, right. To what happens to you. We'll talk right. a little bit more of that, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a minute, when we talk about, is it a, is it actually, you know, a, a real thing, but I, my answer is yes, but like how much, right. Like, I don't think it's stopping people as much as they think it is, right? Mm-hmm. I think it, it is prevalent in certain instances it is, but like, I don't think it's um, as big as people say it is because we, when you look at people like, you know, LeBron, uh, you know, uh, Jay-Z or Will Smith, like all these people that in their story, they kind of came from nothing but made something of themselves. That's your proof that it's possible. And for me, mm-hmm. as, a, as a Black man in America, all I need to see is one person do it. That's all I need. If one person was able to do it, I know that it's possible. And I, I got to ask myself the question, am I willing to go through the hurdles, the falls, the tribulations that it takes for that? But once you see that it's possible for one person that came from nothing and made themselves out of something, why not you? Why can't you do it? Right? So I think it's relevant, but I think people are placing a lot more emphasis than needs to be um, on the race card and when it comes to wealth today. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's a fair point, and I think to those that will rebuttal that they'll they'll talk about the systemic, you know, oppression and, and things that still exist, and you know, just just the constant uphill battle where, like, if I put in the same amount of effort as 
uh, a white person that it's naturally going to be easier for them, which, which that's fair. Right. But at some point it becomes uh, a level of awareness and then you just have to adapt. For example, right. Like me and Carter were joking about, you know, getting our summer bodies right before the call. Right. And it's like, I mean, it's no secret that I have uh, had a spinal surgery where I have a metal rods and screws that replace part of my spine. That's still there, have limitations on certain things that I can do in the gym, but you wouldn't know looking at me and you wouldn't know because I don't talk about it because here's the thing. There's this thing that I like to co- that I coined actually during that season when I went through that called the slippery slope of justification. Here's what I mean by that. If when I first met Carter and I was to say out of shape, you know, wasn't fit. Now, granted, I don't know if we would have vibed the same way because we kind of vibed because we like it was like we saw each other. It was like, yo, like you like another version of me. Right. But let's just say, Carter, you know, we still vibe. We were still homies. And I told him this story. It's like, hey, man, I know I'm a financial advisor, but man, a few years ago, had this crazy surgery, man. That's I don't I don't really work out because I got this back pain. Sometimes I don't sleep that well, and that's why I kind of look like I look, man. I love the, that you're in shape. I, w- I used to be in shape, man, but I just it's hard for me to work out now, right? From a justification standpoint, if someone saw what I went through, they'd be like, "Dang, man, I get it, man. Like I can't even knock your hustle." There's people who are fully healthy and they don't take full advantage of the opportunities that they have. So you know, if you if you're not working now, I get it, bro. It's it's tough. Like people would people would sit with me in that justification. The problem is who is stuck with the life that that is associated with that justification? Me. You see what I'm saying? So like while they're agreeing me and pat me on my back and and, and and drying my tears. Right. The reality is they get to go on and live their life. And I'm stuck with whatever justification that I settle for. So no one ever said that the justification isn't true. Right. We're not saying that racism is gone. We're not saying that it's not a real thing. The reality is it's still your life. So if you, it's almost like if you're swimming with ankle weights on, is it unfair that another person in another lane doesn't have those ankle weights? No, it's not. It's not fair. But the reality is, are you going to drown or are you going to swim to the other side? Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And so that's the way I think about it. I know people are going to hear this and think like, oh my gosh, you guys are so out of touch now because you're successful entrepreneurs and you don't get it. And I understand. I empathize with that. But the reality is Carter has gone through a lot of challenges in his life. I've gone through a lot of tremendous challenges in my life and we could absolutely you know, hang our hat on that and say, this is why we weren't successful. This is why we failed. We chose otherwise. And we just firmly believe and have that much belief in you and whoever's listening and disagrees with this, that you can do the same thing. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you, because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill. And you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today 
Yeah, and I, and I, I love everything you said, man, and because I think it's so so true, and I want to piggyback off of it. Like, I want to put my my empathetic uh, empathetic hat on, right? I'm going through therapy. I'm becoming a more empathetic person in touch with my emotions. Let's just say that you're right, right? Racism has a huge emphasis on the wealth gap today, and I come to you and say, you know, you're right. It's their fault. The way America is set up is not fair. You're 400 years behind. You know, you shouldn't have to work as hard um, to be successful, to be wealthy and all that. And I empathize with you. Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hugging you and I'm talking you know, on your shoulder. You're crying. But like, my thing is now what? What are you going to do? Right. If you sit in that, my thing is my biggest thing about life right now. And I think everybody should be searching for this is getting control. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if, if, if I empathize with you like that, you have no control of the situation. You're going to sit there and then you'll go to work tomorrow and then you're going to be sad. You're going to be upset, but you're going to feel justified because you know what? It's not fair. Right. And my only my, my thing I want people to look at is like, yeah, it's not fair. But so what? Because like, what are you going to do about it? Right. If you are right. your basketball analogy, if you grow up and you you five two, bro, you five two. That's it. It's some people that six five. But like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, if that's not your cards. Right. Are you going to just not live the life because you five two? Or are you going to get in the gym, learn how to jump and figure it out? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I want to encourage uh, everyone, especially our people that. We have to get out of this victim mindset. The victim mindset doesn't have any any positivity or it's not going to help right. you in any way. Even like I was watching the Kanye West documentary again last night. And he was just like, man, like how long we will keep operating on this 40 acres in a mule mindset? Like, yeah, they, no, seriously. Like, yeah, yeah they owe it yeah. to us. But if they don't give it, what's up? You know, you know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, mm-hmm. again, I want all y'all to start, if you can, get the mindset of like life is not about what happens to you. It's about what you're going to do about it. And right. you can't do anything about it when you're in the victim mindset. That's a fact. That's a fact. You cannot do anything about it when you're in the victim mindset. And so to the point, right, how much does it play into our success or the wealth gap today? Again, the key context is today, not the impact that it's had over the years and the compounding effect and the residual impact. Because that's like, I know y'all, I know y'all rebuttals, right? What about the residual impact? What about red line? Like, I know. We're talking about today, right? And focusing on what we actually have the power to change. Because when you focus on things you can't control, then you're literally wasting your time, right? So we're talking about there's high school kids who are making six figures flipping NFTs, right? So so the question becomes, is race a factor? I mean, you can people can sell digital products online, right? Um, and the beautiful thing about the beautiful thing about the internet or the economy in general is that the, the color is not black or white, it's green. And if you have something of value that someone wants, if they want it, they don't care who it's coming from. You might have some pe- people that are so gung-ho on like sticking to their guns. They're just that racist. We're like, I, I need that. And I'm going to personally suffer because Carter is the best CPA that ever lived, but I refuse to buy his ebook. There's a select few po- people in the population that are like that. But for the vast majority, they're going to tap in because it's like, hey, at the end of the day, I might not even like him, but I like his stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what you got to realize. It's like we're living in an era where I think Gary Vee posted a video about this like yesterday that I saw. It's like you think you're experiencing something crazy now with the great resignation. People are like, I'm not standing for that. I'm not going back to work because, you know, they got a taste of what it's like to be having an autonomous lifestyle and, you know, kind of work from home. You're The next generation behind them is they're not even applying. Right. So forget the forget the great resignation. These people aren't even going to apply for the BS job. And you know why? It's because of so much opportunity and how much control we all have. 
Carter used the example of decentralization, right? That is, that's the whole thought process. Race, a lot of racism existed because of the concentration of power, right? This podcast is an example. 20 years ago, you know how hard it would have been to get our content distributed at scale? There was gatekeepers. That's why in the music industry, right, people go independent because now they know they don't have to rely on the labels. So when those systems of oppression, i.e. concentrated sources of power, get broken down, aka decentralized, the effect of those institutions of power start to diminish, right? Doesn't mean that it's gone completely, but it means it's a whole lot easier than it was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Big facts, big facts. And I think we're living in the time of highest opportunity, right? We got, you know, kids from people from India coming over and making NFTs and becoming millionaires. Like said, mm-hmm. The color is green. It's not brown, white, black, yellow. The color is green. We have so much opportunity. Right. So for you to even be like still sulking on that, I think you're wasting mental capacity that could be used um, in other ways, right? We get 14 year old kids at home day trading. You don't even have to see the light of day. The market doesn't care what color you are. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The market does not care what color you are. And here's something I want to say, man, because I, I really, once I heard this uh, metaphor, man, it just really stuck with me. And uh, Wall Street Trapper said it, man. Shout out to him. And, you know, so many of us, um, we say, hey, man, like, you know, why don't they teach us about money? Like the reason we're behind the wealth gap is because we do, they never taught us about money. They made it illegal for us to learn about honey, how money works and all that. And people are like, why didn't they teach us this? And the question that needs to not be, why didn't they teach us this? The question needs to be, why would they? Right. Like, why would they teach us this? And then the analogy he used was, you know, if the lion is the king of the jungle, he would never tell a gazelle or a zebra how to get away. Because if he did, what bro gonna eat? If he tell all his, you know, predators, pray how you get away, how you gonna eat? So the financial predators, right? The our Caucasian counterparts that had a lot of money that didn't want to teach us how to, about financial literacy. Why would they teach us? Because we're the financial prey. If they taught us how to get away, then who, who would they feed off on? Mm. That's a great analogy for you to see. Like, right. why didn't they teach us that? But now That's here's my yeah here's my question. They can't stop you from learning now. Right. Like now it's like, yo, with the Internet, YouTube University, all these courses, curriculums, like mm-hmm. it's you can get the information now is my question is, why? Why aren't you going to seek out the information that was once illegal? Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to go in right here. How they told us we couldn't read and our forefathers was like going out their way to try to find a book, getting whipped or whatever for books or whatever. Right. Now we, we got freedom to read. We got freedom to read. People not reading is crazy to me. So I think that we need to take, again, ownership and control because now we have the freedom to do all the things that we couldn't do back in the day. But again, the uh, the sad majority of us are still not taking advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. And and here's what that makes me think of. Right. So it's almost like when they they, when they say if you go into a new company or a new organization, you might be able to see how things could be different. You might see that there's some inefficiencies, things can be operating better, et cetera. But you don't go in and change the system before you do everything that you can, right? When you step into the system. So what I mean by that is you can't complain about the suppression or the, or the, the powers and impact of racism if you aren't even taking advantage of all the things that you could do, right? With or without the impact of racism. If you're already not, to Carter's point, not taking advantage of reading and you're Netflixing all the time, you're on social media all the time, right? You're BS and pissing your time away, not going to the gym, oversleeping, snoozing, not eating right, whatever. If you're already, you don't even deserve the right to complain because you haven't exhausted, you haven't exhausted everything that you have the power to control. 
right? Now, if you've exhausted all that, you've done every, you did everything right, right? You did everything right. You're like, yo, I'm, I'm busting my butt and I did everything right. And I'm still kind of blocked out from getting to that next level. Then maybe then shout a little bit if you need to. But I guarantee if you spend all your effort and energy exhausting yourself on the things you have control over, number one, you won't have time to complain. First and foremost. Right. And number two, you'll have way more results than you have right now that you probably won't even care. Right. People ask me all the time. I used to I used to like be a little weary about it because I was like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm out of touch. People ask me about politics. They would ask me about who's in office and who's running this. And I used, and a lot of times I honestly didn't have a real answer because I didn't give a shit because I knew this. I knew, and that's going to that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. Please, no, I'm here for it, bro. I am here. It didn't matter who was in that White House. It didn't matter who was on that Senate seat. I'm still getting to it. And that's a fact, right? And I'm going to spend more of my energy control, focusing on the things that I actually can control versus the illusions and the distractions that they give us, right? And wasting energy on that. Because that's how I can make change. If I focus on what policy is going to send me my $1,400 stimulus check, or I could focus on my own business, right? And create my own damn stimulus, right? I can take that money and then do what I want to do to impact my life or impact the other people and create change versus wasting energy on waiting for another man or woman or policyholder to do something. And I'm holding my breath. So now I don't care. They might ask me about certain things in politics. I don't don't know, bro. I haven't been keeping up. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And let me let me just stop the naysayers. He's not saying he's not going to vote. He's not saying I I know people will jump on that. But look, like what he's saying is that he going he's spending more time focusing on what he can control than what he what he can't control. Because, again, like once you once you take ownership of one area of your life, you start taking ownership of every other area of your life. Right. All right. I'm hurt. I, I can work out limited. I'm going to figure it out. Right. All right. I'm financially stable. I'm going to figure it out. All right. I'm, I'm my employee. I want to be a business owner. I'm going to figure it out. Once you start realizing how much you can control, you don't have time to think about what you can't control because there's so much that needs to be focused on what you what you can do. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to MelaninMoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. um, You get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping MelaninMoney.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. I think this is a great segue because I know I want to pose the question now that we kind of gave our opinion uh, on what we think the race plays in wealth gap, like what is some like legitimate advice that we can give 
to people to help them get ahead, right? What could they do to help get ahead? Now that we know we have our answers, whether they agree with it or not, what can you do to get ahead? Because well, let me tell you something, whether it's racism is prevalent, up to wealth gap or not, you better still have a plan to figure it out, whether it is or it isn't. So uh, right. I'm going to give you some pieces of advice that I think is important. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to let George weigh in on it. But number one, man, like exhaust all the resources that you have. Like you need to start replacing entertainment with education. They stopped our forefathers from reading, listening to books, getting education. We can do whatever we want and we don't have to pay an institution to do it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have this one saying that it, it, it hurts me, but I'm, it's kind of true. It is that if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in the book. Mm. And and it sucks that I can even say that's kind of true because I know so many people that just don't read. Right. So I think one of the first things you can do is to get informed. The more information you have, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you earn. So grab a book, grab a podcast, grab a favorite YouTube channel, grab a course, do something Mm -hmm. to get informed because, you know, the information changes situations. You don't have to be in that same situation, but you will be if you don't have the information to get out of that situation. So that's my, my, my first thing would be to get informed and see how much you actually can uh, control. Yeah, not facts. My thing would be is learn a high income, high value skill set that is highly sought after. And the reason being is because it goes back to our early point is that if you have what somebody needs, color ain't really going to matter, right? If they got to go through you to get it, then what are they going to do? You follow what I'm saying? Even if they want to be racist, they're going to have to suppress it because they need you. So become that guy, become that girl, man or woman in your respective lane, in your industry, because I guarantee you, right, at least economically, right, that's going to have a substantial impact on your on your uh, on your life in terms of what you'll be able to do. Now, here's a, here's this funny thing I saw. There was this white guy, as a matter of fact, he, he was weighing in on this topic. You might have saw the card. It was like a TikTok. It's like, what's one thing that black people can do um, to completely change the landscape of racism? Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like, if every black person had a quarter million dollars of life insurance, right, he guarantees that there would be no more wrongful deaths, right, on the hands of like lawmakers or or cops. Because those with those deep pockets, they're like, listen, y'all better quit playing around. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all costing us some money. So here's the thing. We're not trying to make it all about money. We're just saying that, like, at the end of the day, that's what they care about. Right. So it's like people that are in power. Racism was always economical, which is why they decided to do uh, integration. Right. After segregation, because it was like we lose. We literally lose money by not letting them shop here. It wasn't because they wanted to start partying and hanging out with us because they knew we could dance. They were losing money. So when you understand that, it's like, how can I hit them in the pockets? Right. Or how can I, you know, be so valuable that I'm a necessity and they can't disrespect me. Right. So you got to get the money. Right. So you get the money by having a high income skill set um, and you get the money by just, you know, being a person of value. So that's important. Again, I know some people are gonna be like, it's not just about the money. All I'm saying is, you know how they say America runs on Duncan? Nah. America <laughs> runs on the dollar, right? American runs big, on money. Big facts. Big facts. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's not all economical, but economics play a huge part in that because when you have the money, you can make help make decisions. You can put your place in a seat where you mm-hmm. can go make decisions. That's why Jay-Z is able to step in on Calvin Kaepernick's case. He's able to step in on getting Kodak out of jail. Because once you have the money and influence, you can actually step in and start making a legit difference from the top mm-hmm. down. And, um, you know, one of the things that we can do as black people is that if we grow our wealth and we grow how much that 
our wealth, our, our wealth represents, you know, to America's wealth, they will have to start respecting us. If we get to 50%, they're like, oh, well, look, we got to really start respecting their decisions. So one of the things that I think can help with that is we need to understand how money works, right? I'm not yeah. saying you're going to make all the money in the world, but understand how money works. If you make, make a dollar, save some of it, right? Invest some of it. How does investing work, right? Because um, that's what actually changes. So, you know, you talk them to get a high income skill set, which is great. Problem is, a lot of people with high income skill sets take that income and blow it, right? So Perfect. not only learn how to make money, but learn how to manage it. Teach your kids how to manage it, right? Like life insurance mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge part of it, right? If you if you die, we don't need to do the whole give me the cash app to pay for the funeral. If you if somebody in your family dies, you get a million dollars. Guess what? Your family, if you know how to manage it, should be set. So right. I think it's you know getting money, but also learning how to manage it, you know, through investing and whatever your avenue is, but. Um, I think that's that's equally important on, on helping us uh, helping us get ahead. Yeah. Um, and also be the change you want to see. So like we talked about a couple of podcast episodes ago about like cancel culture and, you know, what that looks like. And one of the things that Carter brought up is just like, you know, if you have different viewpoints, then, you know, you, you don't have to tear somebody else down. You can have you, you know, have your own viewpoint. So from a vantage point of racism or whatever, like if you have a platform, Right. Number one, you want to have a level of influence to where your voice matters. Right. But like use your voice to create change. You know, have to like you are seeing a shift like the younger generation where they're pushing back on their parents. Right. Who may be ignorant to certain things when it comes to racism. And that's because like we're in this era where now they have connections to you know people of color and they're learning and they're connecting with them. And they realize, oh, these are great, cool people. Right. There's no need for me to be racist. So like instead of spending your time talking about what's wrong, just show up authentically. And people are going to like be able to see that. Right. And you can use your voice to be able to a representation for like, oh, no, black people are it. We, we've always known that we're it. But sometimes there's people who are just truly ignorant. Like when I went to um, or was it Shanghai? You know, you could tell that they had just never seen black people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they saw the swag, they was like, yo, we, I rock, rock with them. You know what I'm saying? Like these black people are cool. Mm-hmm. Now I know again, some of y'all gonna get on here. Y'all gonna say, well, they love black culture. They don't love black people. I get it. I understand. I'm not, listen, I got a little spirited a few minutes ago. I'm glad Carter like rebuttal because I don't want y'all to try to cancel me. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that voting doesn't matter. I'm not saying politics don't matter. All I'm saying is you have to focus most on what you can control, right? And if you do that, it's going to put you in a position to create change. Yeah, facts. And, and let's end this on a good note. On a good note, I think that Black people as a whole are starting to see it, right? I've never been more proud to be a Black person than I am today because I'm so proud of what my people are doing. Like the, the like the financial literacy wave we're on right now is crazy. The entrepreneurship wave we're on right now is crazy. The mindset wave we're on right now is crazy. Like we are really stepping into our own, no longer making excuses and understanding the power that we have as a people. So like to end this on a great note, like, yeah, it has racism has a little bit on the wealth gap, but I think most black people are stopping to care because again, as the years go by, you know, our parents are getting older and we're stepping into a uh, age where like, you know, I don't really remember racism like that because I was born in 1991, right? It wasn't like that bad. So now we're starting to let go of all of the, and again, not, not forgetting, but letting go of all of the change that our parents had to see happen. And we just like, bro, we got to get it. Like all that stuff that happened in the past, we're going to fix it. We're going to get, but we got to go right. and focus on what we can control. Right. Don't look back. Cause we're not going that way. 
Right. So I think that, you know, right now, like, again, our people are starting to understand that we're starting to really represent it and we're starting to push forward in a way that maybe 20, 30, 40 years from now, when our kids grow up, they gonna know about it, but they're gonna be like, yo, we straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna figure it out. Yeah. We don't have this um, mentality if somebody owes us anything. Now, here's a devil advocate perspective as we end off. Um, to those that say those who don't remember their past or know the past are like destined to repeat it or something like that. Right. So how do we move forward while still preserving and understanding what happened, but not dwelling and being like beholden to it? Does that make sense? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because like we want to obviously focus on what we can control. We want to move forward. But I do think there is some merit to this idea that at the end of the day, racism is interwoven into the fabric of this country. Right. So how do we make sure that as we move forward and I, you know, I have a son and he's to your point, might not experience the brunt level of racism that, you know, my mom or somebody else experienced. How do we make sure that it's still the history is preserved and understood and not forgotten, but also not holding us back from moving forward? That's a great question, man. And only thing I can think of is a quote that really helps me get um, to questions like this. And the quote goes, I hope, I hope I don't butcher it. Let your past be a school, not a club. Get the lessons, but don't linger too long, right? Mm. So, you know, we need to look back at our past, see what happened, gain the lessons that we can take from it, right? And leverage those lessons to propel us forward. All right, racism sucks. Our our forefathers weren't allowed to read. They got beat for trying to learn. What am I going to do? I'm going to put so much emphasis on learning because they couldn't do it. Right. So I think that we can take the bad, get the lessons from it, use that in our lives to propel us forward. Love it. And that's a great way to end. Well, guys, we know this was a, a, a more of a controversial topic and we don't claim to be all you know experts in everything. Right. We want to use our voice and our platform to give, you know, thoughtful perspective on certain things. So if you're someone out there and you're an expert in critical race theory, you think we maybe have missed the mark and or, or there needs to be more nuance and perspective and you think that our listeners could benefit from that, let us know. Hey, we're not opposed to bring you on the show and, and, and you kind of open up this can of worms and get a different viewpoint. But hopefully you guys can hear our heart and understand that at the end of the day, when we just zoom out conceptually. What we're saying is we believe that the power resides with you. Despite any circumstances, uh, challenges, racism, whatever. We just, maybe we're just so optimistic that we believe the power resides with you and us. And we believe that anything's possible through action, execution, and intention. Until next time, guys. Peace. peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.